Hello and welcome to the Non-Perfect Parents Club podcast. I'm Emma, a mama of two girls, an ex-nursery practitioner and the creator of the Non-Perfect Parents Club. The Non-Perfect Parents Club is all about support, honesty, truths, acknowledging that none of us can be perfect parents because it's impossible and basically just speaking the unspoken. The only rule here is no judgment allowed. I love hearing people's stories, I love finding out about other parents, their family dynamics, their values and how they tick. So that is what this podcast is going to be. Some great honest conversations about parenting, hopefully delving into some nitty gritty thoughts and feelings that will make us all laugh, cry and sigh a big sigh of relief. Hello everyone and welcome back to the podcast. I'm joined today by Juliana, a mum of two. After a little technical issue, we're going to get stuck straight into the questions. Hello Juliana, thank you for joining me. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. So we'll start straight away. The first question is, tell us a little bit about your family dynamic and heritage. Um, Well, (laughs) I grew up in Bontley Sands. Um, I was adopted when I was six months old, so I'm from Peru. Um, And I've always lived in England since then, I've never been back. I grew up with two older sisters. They are biologically my mums. So there's like over 10 years age difference between us. Um, And yeah, and then now I've got two young girls six and three and live in Morecambe mm-hmm. and you've got a husband yeah I've got as a husband well. as yep. well yeah um if you're happy to talk about it I'm just going oh, to yeah, touch yeah. on that little that a bit part of that question a little bit more and a little bit more about your story from yeah being adopted are you happy to tell us a little bit more about yeah that? yeah I know there's a little bit more to it because um, <laughs> I've heard it before yeah so my mum she I feel like I'm answering another question here, but my mum, she had two biological children and then wanted a third. Mm -hmm. She couldn't have a third um, due to complications. So she wanted to adopt. Um, There's a lot more to this, you know, than I'm going to say, but uh, so she chose Peru, or Mm -hmm. they, my mum and dad at the time, uh, chose Peru and it was quite a long process like mm-hmm. a couple of years right okay and then they went out there to Peru and um they were with an agency I think right. there was no money exchange at all yeah. um I've have heard since that there has been like dodgy adoptions that have happened oh, over wow. there or especially in America where they've actually paid money especially to people who have had no children or couldn't have right, any children okay. who've just been desperate and have paid the money and been promised a baby and there's oh, you gosh. know so there was yeah. nothing like that nothing um so then it was done through the catholic church and then my parents gave me up for adoption i have a half sister um and they couldn't afford to keep me, right. which is kind of like there wasn't any birth control there. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of almost like a normal thing to do, I right, feel okay. like. So I say normal very loosely. She was very upset when my mum here, she said there was like a glass like panel so she could see. And she yeah. said, you know, if she wants to stop this at any point, stop it now. Right. Because my mum already had children, she obviously knew 
what that must feel like, I guess, yeah. as another human, not yeah. even a human, just, you know, just, yeah. yeah, you would just know what that feels like. So she said, just stop it now. And then apparently the priest just grabbed me and just wow. like gave me to her mom. She was like, well, is she sure like that she wants to do this? Yeah. Because I don't want to just return this child after. And she was, he was like, no, 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 it's fine. This is what has to happen. And that was it. So then I went over, so I was six months old, and then I think I was seven months old by the time I came back to England and just lived my life mm -hmm. in England and haven't really known much difference. Um, my mum's always, like, brought me up, that I've always known that I've ado was yeah. adopted. It's never been like, I'll sit down and tell you. Yeah. And I think it's quite obvious anyway. Um, but then my parents split up when I was six, so I feel right. like people like want to know more about my adoption and think, oh, that must have been hard. Like, when did you find out? And, did mm -hmm. and I was like, well, that wasn't actually the hard part. The hardest part, I think, was having a family breakdown. That was yeah. probably the hardest part. But I didn't actually know about it then because I was six. Yeah. Um, but it's like the after effects. And when you become a parent, it's like, oh, I don't want this to happen. I don't want to do things yeah. like this. And You realise yeah. a lot more, I think, don't you, when you become a parent yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And do you have contacts with your family in Peru? Do you like do you know who they are yeah. and stuff? Yeah, so for years I've been like, no, no, but I always want to go out there and see the country and then I'll go and find them. But yeah. actually, when was it? 2013, I think it was a year before we were going to get married and um, they contacted me through Facebook. Right. Um, but at first, because I didn't recognise their names, we have their names, mm -hmm. and I didn't recognise... I think it was my sister's name because we knew her as Angelica. Right. Um, but there was a girl called Floor, and I was like, who is this Floor? I thought, you know, when you got like random requests yeah, yeah. and by like weirdos, weren't they? Yeah. You're just like, <laughs> who is this? So I just assumed it was that. And so I just right. deleted it, and that was it. That was the end. Uh, but then they sent a, a message, was it a letter to me, my friends, Erin, oh, really? um, my dad, who like I'd not seen. So he wow. wrote to my mum saying, like, I think these people are genuine. But I was like, right. I don't think they are. Surely they're not. <laughs> and <laughs> then, just randomly, um, I was looking through my messages again. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, I've got more off um, this girl called Floor. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, I'll click on her and see, you know. Because I, th I think I'd blocked her. So I was like, I'll unblock right. her to click yeah. on it and look through her photos. And there was one photo... And I could just see my mum, and I was like, oh, my God, what have I done? And so I phoned my mum up, and I was right. like, mum, I'm going to send you this photo now. Yeah. That's her, isn't it? She was like, oh, it is. She was like, are you going to have to reply straight away? And I was like, I am. Aww. I was like, I can't believe I've done that. And I've just been, like, telling everybody to not accept <laughs> these people. And um, so, yeah, and then I think we went on a video call, like, pretty soon after that. And, right. Yeah. It's good. Oh. <laughs> so we are in touch and I'm on the group WhatsApp chat and it's, oh. yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't want to ask you too much more about yeah, that. Yeah, because that it could might be, be a separate. Part, yeah, yeah, it might be come up in further questions. Yeah. Um, the main rule of the Non-Perfect Parents Club is no judgment allowed. Have you ever felt judged in your parenting and can you tell us about it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like everybody has though, but not mm -hmm. much. I feel like judgment to me, I automatically think of outsiders, like when you're yeah. going into a shop and like they're having a tantrum and yeah. you just don't want those horrible looks. But actually, I've not had too much of that. Mm -hmm. 
I always try if another child's doing that to like smile at the parent to yeah. say like you know like I've a been solidarity, there. Solidarity, <laughs> yeah. solidarity smile. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, yes. I guess it's been hard. I think with family mainly, mm-hmm. and because obviously I respect my parents and I respect Erin's parents, but they've raised children differently to how yeah. I have. But it's really difficult trying to get take on their advice when you're feeling really like especially when in the really early baby days and uh breastfeeding I think that was a big thing and so one camp was very very wanting me to breastfeed the other camp had no clue and they were formula fed so breastfeeding was alien okay (laughs) entirely so there was a big extreme and so feeling the judgment from there was quite hard <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I think, do you think it's maybe harder when it's from people you know i've not this is just off the top of my head I've yeah not really because about i think when you've before. not yeah because you know exactly how they tick really don't you yeah so then it's like oh especially when your mum says something it's like well yeah. i'm gonna have to take that board now is it me is yeah it, is it this is it that and and then you try and you realize oh no actually you know i think i am right I think I know my own child. <laughs> yeah, and I guess it's kind of harder, isn't it, to to as I said, as I've said before, like go against the grain. So when you're trying to do something differently to the your family, yeah, I yeah, guess it's it's harder, isn't it? And you, I don't know, maybe feel it more. Yeah, definitely. And I think, like my sisters were really supportive, and they'd already because yeah. they're um, like twelve and thirteen, fourteen years older than right. me, so they've got children of their own and they both haven't parented differently they both parented differently completely but they are totally different people anyway yeah. like one's quite quiet the other's quite loud and they're into completely different things yeah. you know so I didn't expect anything else like yeah, you know yeah. I just kind of thought I don't know but yeah I think the judgment there is but then I when you don't have kids, you still judge, don't yeah, you? Yeah, oh, totally. I'm not going to let them have an iPad. Yeah, that, I'm that not going to let them do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to. And then when you're there and you're in it, you're like, yeah. oh, God. It's completely different, isn't it, when you're yeah. in that moment? Yeah, definitely. Okay. How do you feel about parenting? Good, bad? Has it changed you? Have you got any regrets? There's a few, few things there in one question. Um, oh, I don't know. So, do you think you're a good parent? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people should be saying yes to that. <laughs> yes, I do as well. But I think I've put it's that really in there hard, it's isn't it? Really to hard. Say yeah, yeah. Yes, you think you are, but I think also being a good parent is doubting yourself as well. You know, mm-hmm. when you kind of up at night thinking like you overthink things, yes, and I think the, totally. the the fact that you're actually doing that means you're a good parent. Yeah, doesn't it really? Yeah. So you care, don't you? Yeah, and I think it has changed me a lot. and I, But that isn't really much of a surprise to me. It's been a surprise to, my, I think, my friends mm-hmm. who were like, oh, me is like a party animal. And <laughs> they're like, I can't believe you've just changed into, like, Mother Earth. <laughs> no, I'm just like, but I've always kind of known this, yeah. that I've, you know, that I wanted to do this. And actually, one of my friends said that her dad had said to her, do you not feel... Um, like you want to be like your friends so one of her friends has gone to I'm going to get this wrong now 
lovey-dovey mm-hmm. and she's got a really nice life and everything and she she could have been like that she was like mm-hmm. no I'm really happy now in my life this yeah. is what I've wanted to do I've wanted to start a family get married have yeah. kids I am so happy for my friend but I'm also really pleased at where I am now yeah. and I was like yeah that is exactly like I'm really happy now where I am obviously it's hard it's really hard work but yeah and I think it changes you for the better but that's what I've kind of always thought of that's how my life's always wanted to lead is to that point really do you have any regrets um no not really I think everything just kind of happens isn't it really and you can't really regret anything yeah no that's it (laughs) okay is there anything in your life that has shaped how you parent that you're happy to talk about? Any situations or circumstances that have affected this? Well, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh, I don't know. I mean, obviously, being adopted—that's uh-huh. um, a big one. Yeah. I think subconsciously, breastfeeding has been. I didn't know why I, f- I put so much pressure on myself. And I know everybody says the same thing. Mm-hmm. To do it, maybe is my own influence as well. The fact that my birth mum couldn't continue that, yeah, um, and that had to stop, means that I want to do the best for my child. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and then I think a lot to do with mental health. Mm-hmm. Um. So when my parents were divorced, and I know other people as well have not been supported in primary yeah. schools. This is like years ago now, yeah, yeah. but the support wasn't there then, but now it's completely changed. Yeah. So I feel like that's, well, it's completely different now than it was then, but it obviously shapes your parenting because I'm almost hyper aware to kind of sensitivities, yeah. but then yeah, you think, yeah. oh, I hope I'm not going to be overly aware yeah. of that and it's then go backwards. Balance, yeah. Isn't it? yeah because you kind of know more now and obviously your phone is at your fingertips so you can google everything yeah yeah <laughs> but I always feel like the more knowledge you have the better yeah really so yeah um what is your biggest value? I said that a bit <laughs> what <laughs> what is your biggest value when it comes to parenting um making sure oh I don't know just that they're happy Mm-hmm. I say this and it's true you should always make sure that they're happy and feel loved that's the the biggest thing yeah but then I was reading somewhere that they said um don't bother with post-it notes on spellings and this and that yeah. and putting them all over the walls um they the child just wants to feel love and I was like mm-hmm. looking at all my post-it notes around the wall. <laughs> version of love <laughs> yeah that's it though that's a really good point though because we all show love in different ways yeah. don't we like i know my i drive my two insane because i'm always like are you okay are you okay because i can tell when something's not quite right yeah and if they don't want to tell me i'm always like and they're like oh i'm okay but it's that's just my way of yeah showing them that and like I, I know something's going on do you want to tell me yeah so we all show it in different yeah, ways don't yeah yeah definitely and I think the fact with the spelling things is that my oldest daughter she's just so like 
she has to get 10 out of 10 or 12 out of 12 or something she yeah, has to she... do it and if she doesn't she just gets really angry so I'm like Aww. right let's try these different techniques asking like yeah. all my teacher friends like Aww. how do you how do you do this how do you do that and obviously yeah. I am not bothered she could get one out of 10 for all I'm concerned yeah. about but um she yeah so I'm kind of helping her through yeah. that you want to support her yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah but I mean I think it's really hard to see that though when you're in the thick of it and mm-hmm. you're doing the school run and you're doing all these things and taking them to different activities and stuff yeah, and you're yeah. like well actually am I doing the right thing am I doing too much for them am I not doing enough of just sitting and not doing anything yeah and it's like and then you've got different children into the mix so one I know yeah. Athena can do all these things and not be affected but then the younger one is obviously only three yeah Will she be the same? Yeah, yeah. And then you're having all these things going on in your mind and you're yeah. like, oh, and it's just overwhelming, isn't it? it then, is, so those yeah. values, I think, get blurred sometimes. Yeah. And then maybe other people, again, they might judge you for mm-hmm. that. But it's like, well, you're so used to doing it now yeah. then you kind of forget to, like, evaluate your own self, yeah. don't you, really? Yeah. Um, right, what has been your biggest challenge so far? Oh gosh, um, I don't know. The biggest challenge I had was having my first. Yeah. <laughs> that was the biggest one. She was just, oh. I mean, I looked after my nephews and nieces mm-hmm. a lot, and I was an auntie at 11. Yeah. So, like, I kind of had that feeling of yeah, feeling yeah. that love with my nephew mm-hmm. and I was like oh this is such an amazing feeling and I felt like I had to look after them yeah which I did I was such a big role in their lives and for some holidays and stuff but when it came to my child and when I was pregnant I did everything did every single class did NCT I did the the NHS ones yeah. I was there at everything but when it came to it everything that I knew that my sisters had gone through mm-hmm. didn't happen to me Right, so like okay. they had mastitis and everything else and and it must have been hard but obviously I was at a completely different time in my life they were living away so mm-hmm. it's not like we could have helped um but when it was my turn it was completely different I'd had an emergency c-section and then I had I couldn't breastfeed and right. it was just so lonely as well because I think some of my friends were pregnant so obviously right. you don't want to scare them and yeah, think yeah. like you know, I'm not doing okay. But then how do you know what's normal when it's your first? Yeah. How do you know what to say? Because you just feel hungover most of the time. Because yeah. <laughs> ta- when you feel, like, tired, you're like, oh, this is the feeling I get when I'm hungover. I'm just tired. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that was the hardest part was, one, some people think the first is easy, don't they? And they mm-hmm. think the second's hard. But mm-hmm. I always think the first, for me, was yeah. harder. Having two was easy. I right. actually felt well not sure. easy obviously like physically it's harder getting to it yeah yeah and when one's crying or whatever but mm-hmm. actually because she was a lot easier as a baby yeah it just felt good almost yeah and I remember sitting there with my first looking out the window people going on the school run and I was like I wish I had something to do yeah like I almost wished I had an older one yeah to do something with to make me get out and yeah. to do something rather yeah. than just sit there looking at the four walls um and people were like, well, were you so sociable and stuff? And I was like, I was, but then that's an hour of playgroup time and then you go back to the four yeah. walls again and it's like, yeah. you do, it's just quite lonely, I think. Yeah, so. no, I think that's a really good point as well because I know, like, I found 
with my first, it was obviously a lot slower pace and stuff. Yeah. But then when I had my second, I was, I had to do the school run and it, it pushed me that little bit to go out more. Yeah, and you're and, already in that kind of routine of things. Yeah. And because with your first, like, I could have tea whenever I wanted. Yeah. There was no real sort of reason. Routine, yeah. Yeah. But then you have to pull yourself up for the first one, which I guess can make or break people, can't yeah. it? Equally. Yeah, totally. if you have a tough baby or yeah. you yourself aren't fine, then that can obviously, you know, yeah. break things. But I just found the first one just so hard. I think I think that's been the biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. Um and then having the second one just as a toddler, she was a lot harder. <laughs> toddler times are just uh, a lot different which I already thought but I always think if you have a good baby then mm-hmm. they're not as great as a toddler if you have yes. a worse baby they're not yeah. so bad as a toddler yeah, <laughs> yeah my, my eldest was quite hard as a baby and she she wasn't easier as she got older but comparing her comparing to Bunny to the second she was a dream <laughs> until she hit about nine months old yeah and then it all just went yeah no pear shape yes there. definitely and also lockdown I guess that's yes. been that's been a challenge yeah some people loved it don't they I guess if you have all your family around you yeah. but then equally if you have all your family around you then there is a big clash because it's not normal to be with your spouse or your partner yeah. whoever that length of time yeah, yeah. it's just not normal yeah. is it because you're always away at some point yeah Even if you're on holiday then you you know you're away you but you can't space, yeah. yeah i just want to touch on as well something that you said about the loneliness which i think is a really yeah important thing to talk about because obviously i've written posts and stuff about yeah. the loneliness in the past um is there anything that you can kind of add on that i think you forget the loneliness so i remember one of my friends saying on facebook so she was pregnant at the time that i'd had my um my first Mm -hmm. and then by the time she was where i was she said something like oh i've my little boy's just emptied a whole thing of crayons that'll give me something to do for the next what 10 minutes and then so many comments of like saying like solidarity like yeah. saying oh I remember those days yeah, and yeah. then I was thinking because I was rushing around doing this that and the other mm-hmm. I was like oh I love that time back now yeah but thinking about it I was like that was really insensitive yeah because I, I I'd mean, completely yeah. gone past that time yeah. and I was like I have no time left now yeah but I'd forgotten that that yeah, was yeah. the the four walls thing that you yeah you were just in there nothing was happening yeah and also she wasn't with or she was away from her friends so it's not like we could have just popped yeah, over for a brew yeah. or anything like that yeah but even then like I always think I always say to like new mums it's important even if they're a friend that you find a mum who's going through it at the same time yes yeah. that cannot be up yeah. with you at like 6am or something or 3am yeah, just it, as a little yeah. text or something yeah. because it's all right me giving out advice but then you need somebody who's in it too yeah because you do forget and yeah. it is it can be lonely, even if you have, like, loads of friends yeah. around you. So. And it's that thing, like you said, of, like, you go to a group and that kills an hour. Yeah. And then you're back home again. Yeah, and, and it's like, like the walls, like, yeah. go down and you're like, what am I going to do now? And you've got nothing to do in your day. Yeah. It's like, oh. And it's it's just that mon- monotonous routine, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So many people say, oh, go to this group, go to that group. And, I mean, that's not always accessible to everyone either. And some people might have 
a fear of even walking through yeah. the door there. And and it is quite like daunting walking into a group on your own, yeah. isn't it? Like yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I think I'd always had friends with me, and actually, yeah. I didn't even think too much about groups before people will be laughing <laughs> saying this I never even considered a group I thought oh maybe I will go to a few but mm-hmm. not loads yeah. but now I'm like addicted to them <laughs> it's the only time where I can speak to another adult so yeah. now I just go to as many as possible yeah. but like at one point like being pregnant I'd thought so much about the baby and how to care for a baby and mm-hmm. what products to buy I don't even thought about the after it was only a friend yeah. who was like oh should we try this one I'm like yeah okay I'll go along and that was it really yeah. and then I got suckered into everything <laughs> <laughs> okay right so last question um, what do you wish you could change about parenting in general so as in like for, for everyone oh gosh um, if there is anything I feel like education educating Mm -hmm. parents more about themselves or even like how you were brought up Mm -hmm. and then somebody saying oh well do you think this could have been changed in this way or do you think that was the right thing for you because actually for a lot of your life you just go thinking yeah I'm I'm fine you know my parents did such a great job but it's only when you become a parent you're like oh why why did we do that? Yeah. Why did yeah. we do that? And then when you start to go to other places and hear different parenting tips and everything, you think, oh, there is a different way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a completely yeah. different way. That's so I really guess like point. educating, I feel like educating parents can be a bit, you know, they might be like, why would I need educating when yeah. I know what I'm doing? But yeah, I remember going to a Steiner play group for the first time and then reading what that even meant. I was like, what does this mean? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of play group am I going to? But it was so nice and I actually really took away a lot of the core values of it uh-huh. and um, I just loved it. And yeah. it was just really, really nice. And it was definitely like my kind of thing that I needed at the time. But then I always kind of evaluate bits and think, well, I wouldn't do that. I would do this. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like with my second, I've kind of got, wrapped up again in like an old way you kind of revert to what you know don't you back and I'm like oh I wish I kind of you know these groups were on now because a lot of them have been yeah stopped so yeah so I guess I would kind of change that or let parents know not to be so hard on themselves yeah that's a good one yeah I think because how would you know any different Mm -hmm. you know in some situations people are like oh gosh I wish I'd known that and like but how would you then that's it yeah yeah no I think that's a really good point and I think we all are or a lot of us can be really tough on ourselves and like you say hindsight is a wonderful thing isn't it but how how do you know yeah you don't do you and I think getting the work-life balance it's impossible how can you do that (laughs) yeah how can you do that as a mum and be fantastic at work be a fantastic parent be there for everything sports day yeah um oh your two-year checks yeah and then be pregnant at the same time and everything else it's just and be a good wife or partner yeah it's all on the plates yeah spinning isn't it yeah so i think yeah i think that's the only thing Mm -hmm. i come away from this and think of something yeah (laughs) okay thank you very much for joining me in the hot seat today um if anyone would like to come on the podcast as a guest and answer the questions please get in touch 
I'm trying to upload once a week. Um, so yeah, keep your eyes peeled for the new um, episodes. You can now subscribe or follow, whatever it's called, on Apple and Spotify. Um, so you just have to go on whichever one you've got and hit that follow button and you will be notified when a new episode is uploaded. Um, thank you all for listening. See you again soon.